Welcome to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. I'm your host and the president of IAW, Megan Bizzuto. This show features amazing women from the IAW community who are climbing the corporate ladder and taking their communities with them. Are you ready to be inspired? Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to Unlimited Horizons, the podcast by the International Association of Women. My name is Megan Bizzuto. I am your host here today. And as always, I am so, so, so excited for the conversation we're going to have today. Um, I always talk about how much I love our influencer members, our influencer members who are who drive this podcast and who I get to have these conversations with. And every single time I walk away learning something or feeling supported in something, And so I really hope that you feel the same. And I'm always open to feedback. I always love when we hear from from people listening. There's there's ways to review or give your feedback on all of our podcast channels. So appreciate that if you can do that. Um, With that, I have a fantastic guest joining me from Texas today. Kendall Bergman lives with a personal motto, motto of accept yourself and accept others. And this is how she chooses to live a life of gratitude and curiosity over judgment. Uh, she's built a career serving others through positions at two of the most prominent nonprofit cancer organizations, Susan G. Komen and the Live Strong Foundation. Um, Kendall, welcome. I know I have, I have a fantastic bio here for you, but I always like hearing in your own words, tell us a little about your career journey, what you're doing today. Um, and then we'll dive into some questions. I'm really excited to have a conversation with you today. That sounds great. Thanks, Megan. Um, I appreciate being here. Um, so I had been in the cancer nonprofit space for probably 14 or 15 years. Um, and before that I had gotten a master's in counseling and a master of divinity. And before that, it was just a bunch of various hats. I wore in the for-profit sector. Um, around 2020, um, well, that ch- changed a lot for all of us, didn't it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I could. I knew that something was shifting in me even before the pandemic came along. I think COVID um, served as a spotlight for so many of us around what was not working. Um, and I think the pace of my life was not working um, in pro- professionally. And um, I made the decision to pivot and had the, um, I I guess, privilege, um, luxury of being able to take some time away from from work um, for about six months and determine what the next step was going to be. And in that time, I started seeing a coach and loved the pace of that work and also did a little consulting back to some of my nonprofit um, uh, days. Um, did some organizational consulting and decided um, a couple of years ago to launch the Discovery Well. And that's where I do individual coaching, um, leadership, executive development, that kind of thing. And then do um, consulting in the organizational space um, around team building, setting priorities. um, I would call it strategy light. (laughs) I think we place a lot of emphasis on strategy and it's such a moving target that um, so so that's just sort of what the pivot has looked like. And it's Amazing. been um, really a dream I didn't even know I had. Mm. Um, so it's been, it's been really fun to see this thing come to fruition. That's awesome. I love it. Well, thank you for being here today. I'm excited to dive in. And I know we have, we have so many topics we talk, talk about, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to, I'm going to pick a few that I think will really resonate with our listeners and, and kind of dive in where we can, I always love 
action oriented where we can walk away going, yeah, I could do that. Right. And so one of the things that, that you and I talked about in terms of a tip we could provide is mindset and the, the abundance mindset versus the scarcity mindset and how that's so essential. So first let's, let's talk about what the difference is, right. For those that might be new to the idea of abundance and scarcity, but also why is it so essential? Um, so the way I would define a scarcity mindset, um, is, is a lot of the way our systems are set in place is to, um, not share information. It's up to you to get the thing done. Um, lack of collaboration. Um, and I want, I want all of the accolades. I want all of the glory. There's not enough work to go around. And if, and it is a fear to a certain degree, I know we make we use these um, little sayings, FOMO. It is it is a severe fear of missing out mm-hmm. um, where it becomes sort of unhealthy <laughs> um, is where the scarcity mindset takes over. I think, um, and, and I will say this, I think um, I had a notion of what an abundant mindset was about. Um, and it took on a whole uh, new meaning when I launched out on my own. And there are so there's so much competition in this space um, that it can I can step into the into the fear of scarcity. Um, and so it's a practice to keep the abundance at the fore that no, there is there is so much need out there for good coaching and really quality consulting mm. that there's and my ex, my expertise and experience is nuanced right i'm i'm bringing me to the table and me <laughs> isn't always what the individual or the organization really needs yeah and so if i can step out in courage and trust in faith that there is enough to go around then the abundance man it takes over and and gratitude ensues and then as the saying goes, that rising tide, it lifts all the boats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, it's interesting when you, when you get into a space, like we'll use coaching as an example, right? There's, there's tons of coaches out there, but you're right. There's so much need. And if, if you try to force a, a coaching relationship with someone who might not be the best fit for you, likely you're not going to get the results on the, the back end either. So having that mindset of this is not the right time and place. This is not the right opportunity. This is not the right, this is, I don't feel it. Right. And it's okay to say, I'm going to pass and I'm going to maybe refer this off to somebody else who's a coach, right? You can go to your competitor and say, you're a really good fit for this. Mm -hmm. And that I think we, there's so many people that operate in this space of mine, 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 mine. I'm going to, I'm going to stretch myself so thin so that I get it all. But what happens is that you're, you're missing the opportunities. You're missing the ones that are most important and most impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something about our culture, um, that we, that we live in, in the U S I don't, I've only lived in the U S I've not, I've visited abroad, but I've not lived abroad. And now particularly in the U S we have this, um, oh, and I can hear myself saying this when I was in the corporate space. I'm just so busy. I'm just, how are you? I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And there was something, it was a badge of honor. Um, and I, that's, that's worked. And, and it's still, I still, when I'm coaching my clients who are still in that uh, corporate space, they're so busy. And, and I urge them 
take the time to let's protect this coaching time. Mm-hmm. And even if, um, if you're not, if you're not used, if you're used to just going from meeting to meeting to meeting and producing, 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 and checking the things off the list, then taking that time to step back and protect just for self, um, it, it, the, the scarcity is just going to, it's like the hamster in the wheel. It just perpetuates more of the same scarcity. If right. when I urge my clients, let's protect this time. And it, at first they're skeptical. Well, it, I just don't have, I, it's hard for me even to find the time on my calendar to step in. And if they will protect that time, then they step into a notion that this isn't squishy, uh, ooey gooey. This is essential. This is fuel for me to step out of the scarcity mindset and wonder what abundance can look like in this space. What am I, what am I taking away from my team? What am I not delegating? What opportunities, what am I always saying yes to where the no is an opportunity for someone else to shine? We're going to take a quick break to talk about the International Association of Women. We talk a lot about the challenges women face, and we know that the best way to overcome challenges is with a supportive community by your side. The International Association of Women is here to support you throughout your professional journey. No matter where you're at in your career or business, IAW has the resources, tools, programming, and events to help you make progress towards your goals. This includes frequent networking events where you can show up authentically and share your ask with the community, a resource library filled with ebooks and templates, and monthly workshops and webinars that are geared towards helping you maximize your potential. Visit www.iawomen.com to learn more about the IAW community and how IAW will help you fast track your success. All right, let's get back to the show. I want to dive into this because in some ways there's this, this, and this is something that you shared on your input in terms of having self-belief. And I think that there's, there's some overlap here with when we believe in ourselves and have the confidence in what we bring to the table, that it does empower us to live in that abundance mindset and move away from the scarcity mindset. So how, and I know this is something that you've, you feel like you've overcome can you talk us through how you how you've navigated that in your own journey? Oh my gosh. It's little um seemingly probably insignificant choices along the way. Um but I I will say probably uh 6 or 7 years ago I started a morning practice and it seemed so inconsequential. I started a morning practice with my two sisters. I have two older sisters. And our mom, we had lost our dad in 2009. And then our mom was declining quickly. Mm-hmm. And we start, the three of us started a morning practice of just texting one another. Um, we lived in different places at the time. And we started texting one another. I'm great. What, I'm, what we were grateful for. Um, I really owe a lot to the, the, this thing coming to bear in our lives, but um, we just started texting. I'm, and some mornings it was, I'm just grateful for coffee. It was some mornings it was, um, I'm, I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful for our mom, whatever it might be. And we have kept that up for the past six or seven years. And there are some mornings where we forget, but most mornings, seven days a week, we are texting, you know, this thing happened. Um, pray for me here. I'm grateful for this. And it has, it, it reframes 
everything. So that whole um, notion of mindset, um, it it really has power it does. to shift, um, not ne- not necessarily our circumstances, although that may happen, but it shifts our ability to see the world um, in a new light. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I say when you're in, in grati- a stage of gratitude, you can't be in a stage of negativity or so there's, there's a, there's a, there's something around this. And similarly, it's funny. You say you do this with your sisters. I have two daughters who recently acquired cell phones and (laughs) our lives have been, I, we just finalized a divorce. We're living in two houses. There's been a lot of change and we own our emotions. We talk about emotions, but I said, girls every day, we're going to text each other three things we're grateful for. And I don't, I don't care how small it is. I don't care how big it is. Like I want, I want the three of us to do this, this check-in every day because it's important and, and helping them understand that life is hard. Life is messy. We don't have to do it alone. And there are still things to be grateful for. (laughs) And, and it's been, it's, it's been really great to see them come through this and it's fun. If I forget to send the message, one of them remembers to send the message and it has formed a different kind of connection with my kids that I never expected. Um, but even I would encourage listeners, even if you don't find a group to do gratitude with, you can do it on your own. You can, you can like, I, I started journaling um, through this transition period because I just felt like there were things I needed to get out. And part of my daily practice is three things I'm grateful for. Now, the things I put on that might be different than the things I tell my kids <laughs> because it's just the way it is, but I think it's really important. Um, so tied to that, this having those people around you, right? You have your sisters, which is great, but let's talk a little bit about the power of community and finding those people oh, as we're navigating these things. Yeah. It's, um, I, I just in full disclosure, I'm single and don't have, don't have any children. So mm-hmm. I have two dogs that are in my house with me on the regular. Um, I have family that I'm close to as I have already shared, right. but cultivating community is essential because it's important while it's important for me to journal and capture those things between me and I, I got call God, um, that, that relationship is paramount and I have to do that on the regular, but having others bear witness. So even if it's on a text, having your daughters bear witness, there's something in that energy that now they know what, that I have said, I'm grateful this morning. I said, I was grateful, um, for my, for, for the dogs and the joy that they bring me. Now those they know, and and it's out there. It's not just something I'm keeping to myself. Mm-hmm. I have I have different communities for different things. So for my business, I am in a mastermind with um, a couple of other gals that have their own businesses, and knowing that I'm going to see them once a week or once every other week, and have a shared witnessing of what I'm struggling with, what I need troubleshooting with, um, and this doesn't happen overnight. Um, it's awkward and clumsy and, and my faith community is essential to me. Um, you know, they know things about me that probably nobody else knows. So there's those, if you knew me, if you really knew me, if you really, really knew me, if you, so there's layers of the intimacy and the vulnerability. Um, but we exchange energy with one another and, and I will walk away from this podcast, especially because I can see your face, Megan, on this zoom, I'm going to walk away changed. 
Now, it may not be some monumental that I've got a spring in my, but you will have impacted me yep. and I will have impacted you. And there's something transformational about that. Absolutely. And if I stay curious long enough, then I step away from the fear that the scare, the because scarcity is steeped in fear. Mm-hmm. Abundance is stepped in, steeped in freedom and relationship. And there's courage to step into that. Um, it's a different kind of fear of missing out, right? It's a fear of missing out on what you have to offer me. It's mm-hmm. a fear on missing out of how you might speak into my life, how I can speak into your life. Um, can you can Absolutely. see I get a little passionate about these things? I, I love it. And I I am such a huge, like the power of community in my world has served me in so many different places. Um, it's funny. You said you're talking about living abroad. Cause I did live, I lived in Shanghai for a year and a half and I lived in Dubai for three years. And I talk about the power of community in those international assignments, because you, I, I moved to Shanghai, China with a four month old. And the only other person I knew was my husband at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember landing and going, Whoa, I always had a career before this. I always, I, I lived near people I went to college with. I had family nearby. I had to build my community. I had to find the people who I could be vulnerable with because guess what? Living in a foreign country prior to smartphones being available (laughs) was a massive challenge. And it challenged me in ways my career never challenged me and with the way school never challenged me. And I found people who were going through the same thing. There's, there's expat wife communities. Like it's, it's incredible, but it's finding the people that are going to serve you through the various points in your life. And it's not, it's not always going to be the same group of people, right? It's not always going to be that, that the, that like, (laughs) we talk about this a lot where sometimes your family doesn't understand what you're doing in your business. (laughs) And I think this is a great example of, yeah, they might look at you and go, you're what you, you quit your job and you're coaching and what does, what are you doing? And that's crazy. Why would you do that? Because they don't know. And so you can talk to them about it, but be mindful of taking their input because it might just be the wrong community to be sharing that with. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and you said, uh, find those people who will serve, who will be of service to us, but also find those people that we can be of service to as well. So often we, um, I, I I'm so pro self-care and self-compassion. I'm pro self-awareness. And when it becomes go gets to the extent where it's, exclusive to self and not so you can pour out to others and be of service in this world. That's where I, we can't stop short there. We have to keep, I keep the circle going, right. that, That I have this conversation with other women leaders of like my perspective, women in leadership, empowering women to grow in their careers is one of my passion projects. Like it's just something that fuels my soul. And I often say, I feel like I've reached a point where I have an obligation to younger gener- younger women in the workforce to help them navigate the the things we have to go through because it's not always easy and use me as a, use me as as yeah. a guide, right? I I feel like so many people poured into me and I need to make sure I'm pouring into other people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just as simple as a Kendall, is there anything I can do to help support you right now? Yeah. Right? And you might say 
No, but thank you for asking. Or you might say, oh, you know, I had a question about something and I might not be the person to answer that question, but I might know the person who can. And like, it's the simple question of, is there anything I can do to support you right now? It's makes you feel good, right? It makes the, the receiving and it is such an easy thing to ask. And it's different than how are you and not really meaning it, right? Yes. <laughs> attention. I have to, I have to really be willing to cash a check I'm about to write when I ask that question. How can yes. I support you? How can I support you? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's just a, a five minute dump of this is what I'm going through. And I sometimes you just need to get it out and process it. Sometimes it might be a really big ask and I might have to say, Kendall, I appreciate that. I'm going to reach out to my network and see what I can do, but I'm not sure I can serve that right now. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. don't, don't overcommit. Don't be mindful that you're not in that scarcity mindset of, I have to, I have to give everything. I have to give everything. Um, but find ways to power the community because we're all so much better when we do it together. Yeah. And I will say, um, I think another reason we, we shy away from the collaboration that abundance has to offer is it's messier. <laughs> we can keep it much cleaner in that space of scarcity where it's just me. Control, control, the control freak in me, the one that wants everything done perfectly and, and wants to own every outcome. Right. Um, yeah, but I've made that mistake before. I've made the mistake where I try to control everything and I try to just hold it all myself. And guess what? I drop balls because then suddenly my plate is overflowing and it's not overflowing in a good way. It's overflowing in my list of things to do is a thousand miles right. long and I'm overwhelmed and I start getting burnt out and then I'm good for nobody. Right. <laughs> so, right. right. Yeah. Um, it's so it's, it's fascinating as you like start picking apart, why are we like this and how do we, how do we challenge ourselves and how do we grow? Right. Because I think there's so much to be learned in this space and, and, it's work that we all have to do. It's work that if you commit the time and you commit the focus to it, that you can have really amazing outcomes. Um, I'd love to know kind of talking specific examples. Do you have any specific examples either for yourself or somebody you've coached where you've shifted that mindset and actually improved outcomes on the other end from a, I can think of a little bit, um, a, a small, well, I mean, I, I guess it was, <laughs> that's always relative in it. It was a big tr shift for her. So mm -hmm. when, she, when I started seeing this client, she considered herself curious. What she was doing was gathering information. So that, that was, that was her, um, her currency was information. So she, when she would ask, it was gathering information. She was curious. She was not curious what I, what I, what I, um, coached her around are you curious not about the thing or the what but are you curious about the who that's in front of you mm -hmm. who is this person mm -hmm. who is this um lateral colleague who is this supervisor who is this direct report the more you can get into not personal questions but what what motivates them how or a project what is the intention here not what are the data points that we're gathering, but get get behind the thing. Ask the question that goes deeper. Mm -hmm. um, I think as we worked for six months together, that was something that really shifted um, so much in her career. She ended up getting a, not, 
I'm not making a promise about promotion, but she ended up getting the promotion. She ended up, she continues to take on responsibility um, that she hadn't before. And part of it, I think, is the shift in a deep curiosity that Mm. has no strings attached to it. Right. Right. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Yeah. And so in terms of the the coaching that you do, um, I, I can imagine the the impact and the reward reward on the the back end. It can be really powerful, right? When you can make these shifts, and then I mean, obviously, you can't promise everyone a promotion. No, but often, even if we move the needle a little bit, it's it just makes us feel better. It, right. It's that it's that that soul connection. It's the uh, it's the inside feeling like it matches the outside. Exactly. Right? There's an integration that happens. Yeah. Yeah. So before we start to wrap up here, I do want to make sure that anyone listening knows where to find you online. Um, We have your website. This will all be linked in the show notes, but I like to just point it out because as, as you're listening to this, sometimes I do this. I listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm out walking, when I'm in my car and I'll go, Oh, I want to follow that person on social. I want to go check this out. So it's all in the show notes. You just have to click. We've got you online at the discoverywell.com. We've also got you linked up on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Do you have a preferred, preferred, um, social platform? Um, I primarily post on LinkedIn and Instagram. Facebook is just a gimme. So it's there. Um, if they follow me personally at Kendall Bergman, um, they can find the discovery. Well, I've got a business site for, for, um, on all three of those, um, sites. Perfect. Perfect. Well, as we start to wrap up, I always like to close out with kind of one final question. And if, if our listeners could take away one thing from today, what, what's the one thing that you want them to start working on? Where oh, I would want say, um, become curious even about where you are. So the internal, your own internal world, just, just ask yourself, Hmm, that's interesting. Maybe the, the response doesn't necessarily match the situation. Um, and just to become a little curious about that. I would also offer, you don't have to do this alone. I mean, if it's, if it's a deeper healing that you need, there are qualified therapists out there, please utilize those resources. There are coaches like me um, who would love to work with you. Um, you do not have to do this alone. Um, and the the impact, the the result, the transformation you can experience is, is just so much greater in that context of relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't, if the finances are an issue right now, talk, find a, a coworker or a trusted space to wonder about some of these things. Hmm, where am where am I feeling afraid? Is it scarcity? Where could I step in courageously? This and the other thing I would say, the circumstances may not change. Your mindset and the shift in perspective, realizing you always have choice in front of you, you always have an intentional choice you have the ability to make, whether you realize it or not. And the consciousness of that is how another person can help frame that for you. Absolutely. What a powerful way to wrap this up. Thank you so much. I, this, this such a, such a great conversation. Um, as a reminder to those of you listening, we love your reviews. We love when you share feedback. So definitely if you've connected with any of this, let us know either 
on the podcast channel itself or on social media or wherever you follow us and, and get your information. Um, Kendall, thank you again for being here today. I loved, I loved learning more about your background and your, your advice and, and information was fantastic. So as always, thank you to everyone listening. We will be back again with a, a new episode of Unlimited Horizons. And in the meantime, I hope you all have a fantastic week ahead. Thanks, Kendall. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at www.iawomen.com.